back to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I sit and have virtual coffee or tea with accomplished and innovative small business owners and early career professionals. If you want to know more about why and how I started Virtual Coffee, be sure to check out our last episode that was episode 38 titled, What is Virtual Coffee? The Why and How Behind the Podcast. But for today's episode, I am speaking with Cheryl, who is the founder and owner of Junie B's Bake Shop. They are an independent and family-run business focused on creating the best cookies and cookie dough. You can purchase their goods in the Raleigh area or order them online. And on this episode, Cheryl and I dive into her journey of launching her business, her advice to others, and many more fun and exciting topics. Now, before we hear from Cheryl, I would greatly appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app. It takes about five seconds to submit a star rating. You don't actually have to write the review, and it really helps us out. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram and Facebook. It's at Virtual Coffee Podcast. You can also check out our TikTok and Pinterest at Virtual Coffee Podcast there as well. As always, thank you so much for your support and happy listening. Now, let's dive into Cheryl's episode. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Hi, Alexa. Thanks for having us on. We are excited to be here talking about Junie Beads. Of course. I am really looking forward to just hearing your story and all about Junie B's Bake Shop. So to kick things off, I'd really love to hear Junie B's mission in your own words and just tell me really the backstory of how this business came to be. Yes, absolutely. So at Junie B's, we are passionate about creating the best cookie dough and cookies. And with this, we are hoping to spread a little bit of joy and happiness to the community, one cookie at a time. Who doesn't love a cookie, right? Um, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Cookies make people happy, and ultimately that is what it's all about for me. That's our mission statement and a little excerpt, but I can tell you more about where the actual idea came from, just with the backstory of my life, basically. Awesome. So the idea of Junie B's Bake Shop has been a big part of my life. Cookies have always been something that I can remember from elementary school. My mom would send me three chocolate chip cookies a day in my lunchbox, saran wrapped up. And then in middle school, I would always save my lunch money. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. Um, And buy three chocolate chip cookies in the brown paper bag, I might be dating myself here, if you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> but they were under a warmer in the yeah. cafeteria. And then where it really took off was high school. I took home economics in high school, and I learned how to bake actual cookies. And from there, I kind of fell in love with making cookies. As a high schooler, you know, we would all be going out and hanging out with friends or going to the tanning beds, but I would be at <laughs> home with my friends making cookies in our kitchen. My parents always joked with me that I made incredible cookies, but I also left a crazy amount of dishes behind. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you would have ever asked me growing up, like, 
if you had a dream job, what would your dream job be? And it would be to own a bakery. Mm. I always thought that was a far-fetched dream and that that was just all I thought it could be was a dream that, you know, that would be so amazing to have one day, but I never really thought I could have that or I would do that. So that's always been, if you filled out a survey or questionnaire, like, what would your, if you could quit your job today, what would it be? And mine would always be a baker. So baking and cookies have just been in my mind for a long time. I ended up going to East Carolina University and getting a hospitality management degree. And there we did culinary classes and learned how to cook for large groups. And I took meeting and events classes and restaurant management classes and hotel management classes. And I thought I was going to be leading a life of like event planning or Mm -hmm. in the hotel industry. But then when the housing market crashed in 2008, Mm -hmm. I graduated in 2009 and it was hard for me to find a job in that industry. So I got a job at a call center and I remember thinking to myself, this is not the job or dream that I had ever like imagined for myself. I kind of took like a extreme right turn then. And I was like, well, I've always wanted to be a nurse. So I'm going to go back to nursing school. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I went to nursing school and I became a nurse and I worked as a nurse for five years. I really loved my job. I loved the people that I worked with. I loved the patients that I took care of. It was job stability with money and having a career, essentially. So fast forward, I'm a nurse and it is 2016. I'm married at this time. I've been married since 2011 and I am pregnant with my first baby. And we find out that she is going to be a girl and we name her June. So that hints the name of Junie B's Bake Shop. Awesome. So I was still thinking about the bakery on the side and I Mm -hmm. had a pivotal moment where I went to New York City to visit my brother and his wife. They were living on the west side of New York City. And since I was pregnant, we decided to do like a tour of bakeries, the best bakeries in New York City. And we probably went to one or two bakeries a day for about a week. And when I came home, I thought to myself, I can do what all of these people are doing. And I think I can do this just as well or better than all of these people. My cookies are just as good or better to me than Mm -hmm. these big bakeries. So I came home and that was really a turning point where I just started really thinking like, should I really pursue this? Should I make this a reality? And I kept working as a nurse for maybe a year and a half longer. And I ended up bringing like a notebook and I always had my iPhone where you can make notes and just whenever I had an idea, I would just make a note mm-hmm. and write it down. And I would put flavor ideas or packaging ideas or color ideas or just anything that I thought like spoke to me, I would write it down. And then I ended up going back to work after June was born and it went from full-time to part-time to as needed mm-hmm. because just every shift I felt like I was wasting some time Mm. when I should be concentrating on this new business venture that I really wanted to do. I felt any shift or any time that I went in as a nurse, it was just like slowing me down on the side. Mm -hmm. So I went back in and 
ended up putting in my two weeks notice just randomly in January, like two years ago. And then I really pursued Junie B's Bake Shop from then. That's an incredible story. I really appreciate you taking us through that entire journey because it really does show it is a journey, right? To create a business and launch a business. And it often doesn't happen overnight that I feel is portrayed on social media and stuff. You know, oh, I had this passion and I just launched it. And now here I am running my successful business. I really appreciate you walking us through all that. You know, you took on this nursing journey, which also was a part of your path and then did that bakery tour at New York City. And just that was almost the pivotal moment where you said, yes, I I want to pursue my dream. I really appreciate that entire journey. And I also love that it's named after your daughter. I was going to ask, where did Junie B come from? That's awesome. And yes, yeah. it's from my daughter. There's also more to that name. My grandmother, her name is Bernice. Okay. That's where the B comes from. And then if you look at our actual packaging, the silhouette of the woman that you'll see on our cookie packaging Mm -hmm. is my grandmother at age 20. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's very cool. The amount of thought that has gone into the entire brand. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. That's really cool. So that was my journey. It took a lot of strength to say I'm going to quit as a Mm -hmm. nurse. But I think the ultimate pressure of being a nurse, I always was feeling like I was doing more for less and basically my achievements were being measured by somebody else's standards. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, why can I not create my own standards and be successful with my own achievements? I'm not bogged down by anyone. My own standards and achievements are limitless. Those are really good decision principles to have, you know, I think that's really important to recognize if you have a business idea, you know, will that also fulfill you personally? Like, is that the type of structure you want? Do you want to work for yourself? It's just, yeah, it seemed you really put the time and thought into it um, before officially launching and making that decision. I'm curious, once you decided, okay, you know, I am actually going to fully pursue Junie B's What were some of the steps like that you had to take? Like, I could imagine it being overwhelming. You know, how do you start a business? Was it overwhelming or did you take it step by step? What was kind of that process like once you made that decision? I think starting a business just in general is most definitely overwhelming. And I had to just really break it all down and start one thing at a time. So when I officially quit my job, I took an entire year to create our first five flagship flavors, okay. which are the chocolate chip, the chocolate, the peanut butter, the sugar, and the oatmeal. So those are the first ones that I did. And I worked a year on them, creating them to make them with our edible cookie dough using the heat treated flour and the pasteurized eggs, and also making them a good cookie because when you use pasteurized eggs and heat treated flour, it changes the consistency of essentially your product. So Mm. it took a lot of trial and error, how I wanted to do it and what I was going to use to make it, how I think it should be done like a good cookie and good cookie dough. So it seems like really nailing down the, those first products you wanted to sell. And then I'm assuming right in the background too, like, I don't know, confirming the name, the branding, the packaging, the logo, right? Like all that logistical stuff too. Right. So I nailed down the first 
flavors. That was my initial Mm -hmm. goal was to work on that. That took me a year, like I said. Mm -hmm. And then when I wasn't baking, I created vision boards of colors that I liked, ideas that I liked to come up with the actual coloring and the branding for Junie Bees. And I took the colors of the sunset, basically, which Uh. inspired me to create our flavors. And I felt like our flavors kind of correlate with those colors, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. So the only color that is out of the realm of the sunset is our chocolate chip cookie, which is kind of a mint color, Mm -hmm. but the mint color matches our e-tuck. And I was thinking all along that I wanted that color to be the main color and the branding to be the main color. And the chocolate chip cookie was also kind of the main number one cookie and edible cookie dough that I did. So that's my correlation of those coming together like that. And then I worked on the logo. The logo is inspired by my mom's handwriting. So I had her write Junie B's in cursive and... Then one of my best friends is actually a graphic designer. So she helped me make the first logo with like the inspiration of my mom's handwriting. So it's not exactly my mom's handwriting just, but the look of it looks very similar and very Mm -hmm. close to it. That's awesome. That's how we got the logo. I knew I always wanted to use some sort of silhouette of my grandmother at that age 20, because it's this picture that. We've had growing up in our house where she it's blown up and it's just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how I could incorporate that. I originally thought I wanted that to be part of the actual logo, like with Junie B's, but I just couldn't figure out how I wanted it. So we ended up placing it on the packaging too. So essentially that could be the Junie B when people were looking at our products. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Again, the amount of like thought, passion that has gone into the entire brand, I think is incredible and well, well worth it. It it definitely paid off. I'm just, you know, on your homepage right now. And it it is beautiful. It's so aesthetically pleasing. I I love it. Definitely, definitely paid off that time and effort. It took a long time and a lot of effort. You are correct with that. I mean, it's like you said, you don't just say, Hey, I'm gonna start a business. And then the next day, start your business, right? It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. I mean, I did have a lot of questions over the years by like friends and family members, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you yeah. really doing? But it was just a lot of behind the scenes work before I was officially ready to put myself out there and be seen and be heard because I feel like you have kind of one shot. And if people have a bad like image of you and your brand, then they might not come back to you. So I wanted it to be the best that I could have it how I liked it, how I would buy a cookie looking like that or cookie dough. So it all was a big process. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with those statements. And I could imagine that time where you mentioned, you know, that year you're getting your first products ready to go and to your perfection and getting the branding and all that back end logistics done. That time is probably one of the hardest because like you said, outside people looking in are probably like, what are you doing? Where's your progress? Like, where's this business that you said you're working on? And it's just from the outside perspective, you don't see all that work that needs to go into it because as the consumer, you just see that final product. Um, so I could exactly. see that yeah, time period being 
being hard to push through. It's hard to push through, and I you feel sometimes that people are judging you, like, mm-hmm. you quit a really great job. Where's your product? Are right. you really doing this? And I just had to keep saying, yes, I'm, I'm really working on this still. Yeah. I hope to bring this to market, but I'm not going to do it until I feel fully ready. Mm-hmm. And I just had to stay true to myself and true to what I wanted Junie Bees to be. Exactly. And yes, stay true and proud of the dream that you were pursuing. That that takes a lot of bravery to do that. Awesome. So you started to dive a little bit into the products you sell. I'd like to give the audience and those listening just a little bit of a taste of what they could find on your website. You know, you don't need to describe everything you have on there. Just get them an idea of if they go to Junie B's website, what kind of products can they purchase and would also, are you able to ship your products or is that a little tricky because it is uh, food? All great questions. So if you look on our website, which is www.juniebees.com, we are able to ship. We ship nationwide uh, with the UPS, but okay. we are currently not shipping any of our edible cookie dough. Just with the uncertainty of COVID, we have had a lot of issues with packages being lost or not arriving until two or three weeks later. Uh, So we put a halt on our edible cookie dough, but we're still shipping our cookies until the shipping comes back around, which I do believe it will. But I just couldn't compromise the integrity of our dough going to customers. And it might not be how I would want it to be on arrival. But if you go and look at our website, we have, have cookies that we sell by the box right now with six cookies in it. They're oversized cookies. You can select your flavors. Those five flavors I was talking about go into our variety boxes. We also have an additional cookie that I created like six months ago, which I called the breakfast cookie, which is vegan and gluten-free. It's a very protein-packed cookie. It's absolutely delicious. I use local honey from the Pleasant Bee. And we've been making our own in-house almond butter. So that's really good. Those are sold separately from the variety six pack. And then we have our edible cookie dough, which is safe to eat. It does have heat treated flour and pasteurized eggs. We have those in large and small jars of each of the flavors. And then I've created a cookie crumble with oatmeal, our chocolate chip cookies, and the breakfast cookies which are delicious to mix with yogurt or on ice cream, anything you would want to mix it with. I had a lot of feedback originally with our oatmeal cookie. Oatmeal seems to not stand out in the crowd, but if you're an oatmeal lover, I am. It is delicious, and it is delicious with ice cream or in yogurt. I would suggest trying the crumbles. Those are basically our products right now. We're going to have some new products coming hopefully before Valentine's Day. We're going to do little cookie cakes that might be good for two people or even bigger cookie cakes. I haven't decided. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to have some corporate events, boxes of cookies available in the future. So those are a couple new things coming in the next quarter, which is amazing. That's all very exciting. And it all sounds so delicious. The edible cookie dough looks Oh, so good. Um, and yeah, that that makes a lot of sense about the shipping. And for any uh, local pickups or 
uh, I know you're located in the Raleigh area, but just for our, our Raleigh listeners, um, what does that look like? Are we able to pick up the products and, you know, do a, do a pickup? An actual pickup date, we're planning on starting those as well. I'm glad you mentioned that. We do do local deliveries, though, every Thursday. Okay. So no matter where you are in the triangle, we are happy to deliver it to you. You just have to have it placed by 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday, the Mm -hmm. day before. If you don't and you place it after that 10 a.m., it'll just get bumped to the following Thursday. Mm -hmm. But for those listening that just want cookies we do also have cookies in a couple of areas we have our cookies in the aloft durham downtown durham it's right next to the d-pack and then we also have our cookies at the triangle pop-up shop in downtown raleigh off of west Hargett street and our cookies over in north raleigh at the bailey market And then we have one last location in Wake Forest, which is at the Lemon Tree. And they just actually launched a subscription service where our cookies will be offered in the service to go. But you can order online their curbside pickup and get our cookies curbside or in their subscription or in their shop. Very cool. Your cookies are are all over. I love that. I love that. You know, Wake Forest, Durham, Raleigh, North Raleigh. That's incredible. Congratulations on on getting Thank them into you. those places. We're so neat. excited about it. Yeah. yeah, we are actually, I live in North Raleigh, but we were okay. based in South Durham for the past 10 years. So Durham has a huge part of our heart and our actual shop where we cook and mix and bake is in Durham. So you will see that it says we're made in Durham because Technically, we are in Durham (laughs) making stuff in the shop. But I personally live in North Raleigh, so I love both North Raleigh and Durham. I did want to talk more, too, about our e-tuck and hope in the future that our goal is to get or be more involved with our community, whether that be like being on college campuses or just having more availability with our e-tuck, bringing our product to the consumers. So that's kind of some goals for hopefully once COVID is over to just be out there more and see our e-tuck and see us and be able to buy cookies a little bit more randomly or different times or planned events. Anything you can think of, we're kind of hoping and dreaming that COVID goes away and we can follow all those things we had wanted to do with our e-tug. Mm-hmm. Now we are doing markets and okay. on our website, we update where we do a market or what markets we might be going to. So if you're interested in that, you can look on the website and find where we'll be in the upcoming months. Unfortunately, during January, February, a lot of the markets closed down because it's winter and cold mm-hmm. <laughs> and COVID. So yeah. they'll be resuming in March for the most part. So until then, those local deliveries, we will be there. That's great to know. And can you um, describe the tuck a little bit? It's a vehicle, right? Where you sell the the cookies out of it and you can drive it around town. Yes, it is a vehicle. Do you want to hear the whole backstory of how I even create or got this idea? (laughs) Yes, because I think it is a very unique idea for like a bakery, right? A cookie business. So yes, would love to hear that. Okay. So I thought originally that I was going to go like a trailer route Mm -hmm. with 
making that like a mobile bakery. I had vision boards of how I was going to do it and it was going to be amazing. And then I was like, well, I don't think I feel comfortable like pulling it around in a trailer. I just personally have never like hauled a giant trailer. Mm. And I didn't think that I could do that for some reason. Ironically, now that we have a trailer for our e-tux, so <laughs> we'll come back to that. <laughs> so then I went to the food truck route and I was like, I even talked to some guys in Raleigh about building out a cookie truck and how much it would be and my thoughts and which one I was interested in. And then I just scrapped the whole idea and I walked away from it for maybe six months because I just knew I didn't want a trailer. I didn't want a food truck. Nothing wrong with trailers or food trucks. They're Mm -hmm. all amazing. And the people that run and operate those, they're amazing people. I've met so many amazing restaurants in a food truck that I would fully support today, tomorrow, and in the future. But it just wasn't for me in the big food truck. Mm -hmm. So then if you're familiar with South Durham, if anyone's listening that lives in South Durham, there's a road called 751 that leads out towards... Jordan Lake and there was this old kind of like milk truck on the side of the road and I had driven past it so many times that I was like I wonder what that truck is like maybe I could renovate it and make it something for Junie B's I was kind of going like the old school milk truck vibe okay like milk and cookies was kind of my original thought so I ended up going and knocking on the neighbor's doors of where this (laughs) truck was parked and they were like oh my gosh that truck has been sitting there for 10 years like please take it but they're like this guy named leo owns it and he lives over there and they're like but don't go down his driveway because leo has cameras out and he'll call the cops on you and I was like okay well I won't go down his driveway then but they told me like how to know he was home was based on (laughs) how he parked his car in the Uh driveway but anyway he never answered my knock I did end up knocking on his door Mm -hmm. we ended up writing him a letter and saying we were interested and looking at his truck that's been parked out on 751 and could we come look at it, take some pictures and I don't know, go from there. We didn't think we'd ever hear back from Leo, but then we did. So Leo contacted us and was like, yeah, sure. Come take a look at this truck. And we went out and looked at the truck and I had contacted some people in Raleigh that do like restoring of old cars. And mm-hmm. they were like, sure, send me some pictures. So I went out and I took pictures of this old truck, which ended up having like moth coming through the Gosh. bottom and like literally grass growing in it and the restoration place ironically didn't ever email me back wow (laughs) so I took that as a sign that maybe I shouldn't buy this truck from Leo and try to remodel it since Mm -hmm. it has grass coming through it and he wanted like $800 just for me to move it so I was like I'll just start looking for something else and then in that same time period My dad was traveling with my mom in Italy. This was like all in like the same couple of days. And he sent me a picture of himself in a market in Italy next to a tuk-tuk, like a tinier tuk-tuk than ours. 
and it was selling produce. And I was like, oh, I wonder if we have something like that that I could get. So then I just went down an internet rabbit hole of trying to find something that was like that. And I ended up finding a company out of Colorado that sold electronic tuk-tuks. They had their own business. They would like build them out. They could have a shuttle service. They were in downtown Denver or they were selling them. People were turning them into coffee bars and whatever you could think of. They were turning them into that out there. So I went to Colorado and I talked to these guys about if I could even do that. Like, could I put a fridge in there? Could I put Mm -hmm. a heater or warmer in there? And how much would that be? And ended up, they had a guy that they contract with that would help with the build out. And I ended up going and meeting him too while I was out there. And I pulled the trigger on buying an e-tug. And then it went over to the other guy and I told him what I wanted my vision, the color I wanted. And we like worked from there and he built out this e-tug for us, That's which so yes, neat. it is a vehicle. You can yeah. drive it. Okay. It goes 30 miles an hour oh, wow. on the road. <laughs> I don't think people in Raleigh though, would appreciate if I drive down Six Forks Road in yeah. an e-tug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're hoping in the future to have a storefront where we can utilize our e-tug as like local deliveries for a five mile radius. That's mm-hmm. kind of the goal of that. Right. And crazily enough, I will tell you today, nobody knows this, but I found on Facebook Marketplace a girl that was selling a different e-tuck. Oh wow. So I ended up going to Virginia and buying this other e-tuck from her. <laughs> So it's sitting in our garage and I'm going to build it out and create it to be part of our brand and hopefully use that second one with more collaborations within our community Mm. with different makers or charcuterie companies, things like that. So that's kind of the hopes for that one. But yes, that's how the e-tuck was born and I still can't believe we have a second one in our garage, but (laughs) we do. Oh, that is amazing. That's an incredible story. (laughs) It really amazed me that, yeah, the milk truck was like my first instinct, like something Mm -hmm. retro. And then it just, I fell in love with the e-tuck. And it is what I was looking for that could, I could be different from everybody. People are like, what is this? And that's what you want people to say. So they'll come and talk to you. Yeah. That's really smart. That's a good way of thinking. You almost need like, I could imagine you driving it like around a neighborhood, you know, a community like that would like the ice cream truck, right? Because that I was trying to think like what food trucks like go slow like that, you know, 30 miles an hour, like an ice cream truck or if you could like drive around a park or something, you know, like some situation like that where you don't need to be on on a main road. I know we were thinking about maybe we could take it downtown Raleigh and drive around near streets or we actually there's another fun thing we just partnered with Durham Delivers. Durham Delivers they bring communities they take a neighborhood like what you're saying Mm -hmm. and they say hey are you guys interested in having Junie B's delivered to your neighborhood so we have a date with them that a community has requested us to come out and we'll be taking our e-tuck on those dates that we come to the communities that we're partnering with with yeah. delivers 
That's cool. So if you're in Durham and you're in a community and want us to be there, yeah, you have to get in touch with Durham Delivers. That's a cool idea. I love that. That's exact. Like that is such a great solution because then you know I don't really need to leave too far from my house and I get can get this delicious product. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. So that Etuck idea is just brilliant. Um, I really love that. I I hope to see you around my neighborhood one day. I think that'd be incredible. <laughs> I hope so too. Hopefully there will be. I don't know how we somehow maybe we can get in contact with different neighborhoods just yeah Junie Bees and come out that way exactly like the homeowners right association or something like that like those types of communities where I wonder if you could even get into their you know those Facebook pages and stuff for communities and somehow get someone you know who's there and get the interest going that's such a neat idea I love that that is our plan for COVID times. Another cool thing about the ETUC too, when code is finished, we can actually bring our ETUC into buildings since it's electronic. Say you got married and you wanted us at your wedding reception, you could technically have it inside the building. Whereas any other like old restored car or food truck, they can't come inside the building. Yeah, that's so- very true. And I was told, too, we've never seen this happen, but it can go on a double back elevator. Like a service elevator, like a big one? Yes, exactly. A service elevator. That's cool. Hopefully in the future, we can be at hotels and weddings and all sorts of things. The e-tuck route seems to be the way to go. Oh, that's awesome. You cracked the code on that one. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) We've got a lot of compliments or questions of I'm gonna I think I want to get an e-tuck and I'm like you should no that's a great idea you know one of the other questions I wanted to make sure I asked you with our time here today is just some of the advice you might have for others other small business owners or others who might want to start a small business just a couple of pieces of advice that come to mind especially as you went along your journey perhaps some of the lessons you learned or Yeah, just things you learned along the way that you'd like to pass on to other small business owners. Yeah, absolutely. So the number one thing that I think I've taken out of starting this and creating this is you have to bet on yourself before Mm -hmm. anybody else will bet on you. So you got to be confident in yourself and your products before throwing it out there. Your inner critic needs to become your inner advocate basically mm-hmm. it's the number one piece of advice I would give somebody and then another piece of advice I got I got two really great pieces of advice really from just different business owners they kind of described it as a ball so think about if you're rolling a ball up a hill say it's a really big ball and that's kind of like starting a small business you're rolling this ball every single day but it doesn't matter how far you roll this ball you could roll it a tiny bit you could roll it a little bit right you could roll it a little bit left but you're still rolling that ball every single day with your business so as long as you do something with that ball every single day related to your business you're still moving forward mm. it could just be an email Uh, a simple idea that you jot down, but you're still moving the ball forward. And then one other thing somebody told me was you need to think of a small business as you're in the Kentucky Derby. You are the actual horse. You have the blinders on. 
and you're focusing on you and what you're doing and not what your competition is doing, not what everybody else around you is doing, but what you want to do and how you're going to do it. Because what it comes down to is there's always going to be competition is what I've learned. And if you don't have competition, you don't have a market for your own product. Competition Mm -hmm. is good. It's good to have competition. It's good to have other people doing what you're doing because that means there's room for everybody to be successful and that you're something like that is working. So you can't focus on, oh, they're doing something so amazing and I wish I could do it and do it like them and do it better. You just got to keep true to you and do Mm -hmm. it how you're going to do it and do what you want to do. Those are probably all my like major advice pieces, Mm -hmm. but two of those were told to me and the competition thing I've learned along the way that have just resonated with me that you just have to stay true to what you're doing and can't focus on what everybody around you mm-hmm. says. And you will get a lot of flack about how long it's taking. And oh, and also remember that it'll take twice as long as you had anticipated. Mm-hmm. And it'll be more money than you had anticipated. But it's all worth it. In the end, I have goals from when I first wrote my business plan of what I wanted to accomplish in the first year. And it took me, I was actually reading back through it before this podcast. It took me exactly a year longer to meet the goals that I had created on that business plan. A year longer than I had initially projected, but I still met those goals. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It just took a little longer. Right. And, and that's like you're saying, totally okay. And every journey is their own. I, I, yeah, I really like that ball analogy of even if you just answer one email, like that's still progress, like just keep going. I I think that's a a good mindset to have because you're going to have, you know, along this business journey days where you accomplish so much or you finally got that, I don't know, storefront space you were hoping to get, but then there's going to be other days, right? Where you don't get as much done or something else happened in your life, but that's okay. Yes. You definitely have a whirlwind of emotions of oh, I'm doing amazing or I don't think I'm doing so great right now or, mm. Oh, we successfully got into a store, but it's just an ebb and flow of like highs and lows, but the highs makes it worth having the lows essentially. Exactly. I totally agree. I think those are, are great pieces of advice. Excellent. My last big question here for you, Cheryl, that I always end my episodes with is in this moment, just the first thing that comes to mind, what is your proudest accomplishment? And of course, it can be Junie B's or related to Junie B's or it doesn't have to be at all. Just what's that first thing that comes to mind when I ask you your proudest accomplishment? You know, my husband would probably want me to say when I married him. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But personally, I would say my biggest accomplishment are my two kids. We have two kids, a girl and a boy. June is three, and we have a little boy named Miles. He's nine months. And business-wise, my my best accomplishment to this date would just being able to see this vision coming to life. Like, Mm -hmm. it happened. It came to life. I have seen somebody walking away with our Junie B's products and I don't know them. Like they're eating our products. They're smiling when they're eating a cookie and it's amazing to see. It's incredible. Really. They're walking away with your products and it's just like, wow, they just came and bought that. Mm -hmm. 
No, those are great accomplishments and congratulations on everything you've achieved, you know, in both personal life and with Junie B's. I'm really, really glad you're in the, the Raleigh area and, and close to my home. <laughs> Cause I, yes, uh, we will be in the Raleigh area for a while. Yeah. Yeah. We don't plan to go anywhere. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, again, thank you so much for chatting with me today. But before we we close this out, where can people find you and Junie B's? I know you mentioned the website, but definitely shout that out again and your social medias. Yes. So our website is juniebees.com. And then you can find us on Instagram. Our handle is at juniebeesbakeshop. Or we're also on Facebook and it's Junie B's Bake Shop on Facebook. Those are our three social accounts. And I do want to just make sure everybody knows that we are doing those local deliveries. So come find us on the website. Or if people have questions, they can shoot us messages on our DMs on social media. I'm happy to answer any questions through our website or on social media. So feel free to send us messages or talk to us or have anything really. Perfect. Well, I hope everyone checks out Junie B's Bake Shop on social media and, and look out for the, the e-tuck as well, perhaps driving around your neighborhood. But thank you so much, Cheryl, again, for speaking thank with Thank you me. for having us. This of has course. been so fun. Yeah, no, this is this is awesome. Thank you so much. 